This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Monday, November 14th. Brought to you by Robble AgriFinance. Good morning, I'm Jeff Kelly. Here's today's headlines. Farm worker to lead assembly. California sues DuPont for PFAS. And spending bill awaits Congress in lame duck. Rendon compromises after coup attempt. Assemblymember Anthony Rendon of Lakewood will maintain his position as Assembly Speaker going into the next legislative session as he hits his term limit. Yet the agreement revealed last week dons Assemblymember Robert Rebus of Salinas as a Speaker designee. Rendon will relinquish his post to Rebus at the end of June after the legislature has passed the budget. That leaves Rivas with about six weeks of session to preside over. He will be running point on closed-door negotiations with Senate colleagues and the governor's office over any last-minute compromises to push assembly bills across the finish line, a time when tensions between the top three leaders run high. Democrats held a private caucus for more than six hours on Thursday to deliberate over direction of the assembly. They will hold the formal confirmation vote during floor session in December. Rebus will be the first assembly speaker from a rural region in decades and likely the first with farm worker roots. The state needs to hear more voices from rural and agriculture areas, said California Farm Bureau President Jamie Johansson in cheering the outcome. We look forward to working with him to grow more food in this state. Remember, Earlier this year, Rebus attempted to seize the reins from Rendon. He forced a vote among Democrats that appeared to come up short since it is taking him more than a year to officially take over the position. Now keep in mind, political strategists speculated over what it all means when they gathered last week in a panel discussion for the Sacramento Press Club and Capitol Weekly to go over election results. Several said the divide between the two liberal Democrats at this point is less about ideology and more about leadership style. California sues manufacturers over forever chemicals. California Attorney General Rob Bonta has filed a lawsuit against DuPont and 3M for manufacturing toxic chemicals known as PFAS. The claim includes Corteva, a DuPont subsidiary. Bonta alleged cover-up to conceal the dangers of PFAS. The once obscure substances have gained notoriety for lingering in the soil, causing harm decades later to the environment and public health. PFAS are unambiguous in California as they are harmful, said Bonta, adding that they can be found in water, clothing, and houses and cause damages uh, for generations. While PFAS chemicals are a wide variety of products, the claim notes they have also been found in fertilizer and agriculture pesticides. Researchers have detected PFAS contamination in the Sacramento-San Joaquin River Delta, potentially tainting agriculture water supplies and in biosolids from wastewater treatment plants. According to the claim, the use of contaminated biosolids on farmland and home gardens can lead to the uptake of PFAS in the food chain. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak West after this.
When you work with Rabo Agra Finance, you get the global knowledge and financial strength of one of the world's largest and most innovative food and ag lenders, tools essential to realizing your aspirations. Discover how an unmatched network of local and sector experts can help you confront agriculture's challenges and seize the opportunities that lie ahead. Learn more and contact us at www.roboag.com. Creating value, connecting vision. Bravo AgriFinance. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak West. Spending question faces lame duck session. Lawmakers returned for their lame duck session this week with some significant unfinished business, including agreement on an omnibus spending bill to fund the government for the rest of fiscal 23. Republicans and Democrats have yet to even announce an agreement on spending levels for FY23. A continuing resolution is keeping the government funded at FY22 levels until December 16th. In the meantime, the top priority for farm groups is Senate confirmation of two trade-related nominees. Doug McCallop, President Joe Biden's pick to be Chief Agriculture Trade Negotiator at the U.S. Trade Representative, and Alexis Taylor, nominated to be Undersecretary for Trade and Foreign Agriculture Affairs at the Agriculture Department. By the way, House Rules Committee, which is chaired by anti-hunger advocate Jim McGovern, scheduled today to approve a draft report on ways to improve food security. It is my hope we will develop ideas that Congress and the Biden administration can act to ensure that we are tackling this problem legislatively and administratively because this is truly an all-hands-on-deck moment, McGovern, the Massachusetts Democrat, says on the committee's website. For more on this week's D.C. agenda, you can read our Washington Week Ahead. Senate stays Democratic. House outcome still undecided. Victories by Democrats Mark Kelly in Arizona and Catherine Cortez Mastro in Nevada guaranteed the Senate will remain in Democratic control no matter the outcome of the December runoff in Georgia between Republican Herschel Walker and incumbent Democrat Raphael Warnock. In the meantime, the makeup of the House of Representatives remained in doubt. Democrats won a handful of seats decided over the weekend. The margin yesterday in completed races was 211 to 204 for Republicans, seven shy of the 218 needed for a majority. Projections by news organizations had the GOP gaining control, but perhaps by as little as one vote. In one House race widely predicted to be won by Colorado Republican Representative uh, Lauren Babert, only a 1,000 votes separated her from challenger Adam Frisch with an unknown number of ballots reportedly left to be counted, that according to CBS News. U.S. lauds international efforts to combat fertilizer shortages. The U.S., European Union, Norway, Germany, and the Netherlands have succeeded in putting together $135 million in public and private funds to pay for fertilizer efficiency and soil health programs to combat fertilizer shortages in food security. The U.S. State Department said Saturday at the COP27 summit in Egypt. The U.S. contributed $25 million, and the U.S. Agency for International Development Administrator Samantha Power stressed that rising prices and shortages of fertilizer are especially dire in Africa. Farmers, she said, are being forced to plant less when they cannot afford inputs. 
The impact of the Russian invasion of Ukraine has hit the availability of nitrogen fertilizers especially hard. Well, here's today's She Said It. It did not hurt to have the governor weigh in. That Jennifer Barrera, president and CEO of the California Chamber of Commerce. Speaking at a Sacramento Press Club event on Thursday, Barrera discussed Cal Chambers' defeat of Prop 30, which would have taxed millionaires to support electric vehicles and wildfire policies. Many Republicans who instinctively opposed Governor Newsom, she explained, were skeptical of agreeing with him on this. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Monday, November 14th, brought to you by Robble AgriFinance. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Nelly.